So, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only content like our pre- and post-shows, behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash Yarnista. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elisa the Yarnista podcast, episode number 92. My name is Mike, as always, and also as always by my side is Elisa the Yarnista herself. How are you doing today, Elisa? I'm good. How are you? On this humid Saturday afternoon. Well, it's humid when it's in the 80s and it dumped buckets of rain this morning yeah as soon as i was here at home and as soon as the sun started to come out this morning or with the sap whenever whenever it was i'm like oh no this is gonna be bad because it just it just poured like buckets and buckets this morning and then the sun came out this afternoon and you know when that's gonna happen it's gonna be ungodly miserable humid it's it's only in the 80s though it's not in the 90s so no it's actually it's not too bad it's it's not I mean, as long yeah. as you're not in this room, it's not too bad. This room is a little bit. It was a little warm on the front porch too, but then every oh, once in yeah. a while that breeze would come in, and then it just kind of cools then it all okay. off. But yeah, it was a little warm on the front porch too. <laughs> the knitting porch, yeah, where all the knitting, all the important knitting happens. As which, of late, yes, it which, has been, which we'll talk about shortly, I imagine. So thank you everybody for joining us here, episode number ninety-two. Today is uh, Saturday. We'll go up on what June fourth, which is tomorrow. I can't believe it's June already. I think I feel like every time we do the first episode of a new month, we say I can't believe it's fill in the blank. But man, time time is just absolutely flying by. So if you want to help us as time is flying by before it all goes away and there is no more time, make sure you go to elisathearnisa.com and then over on the right hand side of that page, you can click on Amazon affiliate link picture banner things. That'll take you on over to Amazon. And when you do shopping over there, you put stuff in your cart, you check out. There's a good chance that Amazon will uh, give a little commission to us here at the show, which allows us to do all the kinds of things that we're doing here as far as uh, equipment and web hosting and all that kind of fun stuff. That's a good way to help us out. It doesn't cost you anything. Amazon doesn't change anything that uh, that's, they can give us any kind of money. It's just a, it's a program that they do that they can uh, do some advertising that's Fairly inexpensive for them, but it can really help us out a lot. If you would like to participate in the program, you can always send us emails to podcast at elisatheyarnista.com. And if you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like us to talk about, any it doesn't have to be knitting type stuff. It can be anything that you want us to talk about. We, we can talk about anything. Mike's a good talker. I can talk. No, we'll talk about, we talk about more than just knitting anyway. Always. Well, not always. Most of the time. Always time, sometimes. So I tell you, one of the things I want to talk about, well, I mean, not talk about, but do when we get done with this, is I want to, I want to play this game, Lisa. <sighs> Lisa doesn't want to play this game. Well, because I have gotten, I've had a little bit of a setback on my knitting this week. So oh, well, I've knit- tried to do the same thing several times and I'm on a timeline and knitting is always more important, but I, well, I don't have much time to do it. So this, oh, dear. if anybody hasn't seen this, this, this game. Now is- you have. It's called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. This is the official, I'm holding up here to the camera, the official bomb defusal manner. Manner? <laughs> the bomb defusal manual. The best thing about this is this, this is not at the website for the game. This is, this web, the manual is housed at bombmanual.com, <laughs> which to me seems like a really bad idea. 
<laughs> to have a website called bombmanual.com. Except it's how to defuse a bomb, not build a bomb. That's true. It is. So the idea with this game, and it's probably, I don't know, it's probably like a year old. I got it on sale for like $7.49, which is a heck of a deal. But the idea here is it's a cooperative type game. So there's two people. You've got the, the manual printed out. You don't have to. They have it on the website. You can also get it there. You but could do it on your tablet and save a tree. You could, but I think it would be harder to flip around from page to page doing it on, on the tablet. I don't think that would... And it also wouldn't be as much fun. This is like old-timey bomb defusal type stuff. So it has all different kinds of modules on this bomb. Like, for example... Oh, there's a Simon Says, and there's uh, was a subject of wires. If there are no red wires, cut the second wire. Otherwise, if the last wire is white, cut the last wire. Otherwise, if there is more than one blue wire, cut the last blue wire. So you have to really get to cooperate between so, the person diffusing and the person with the instruction bomb manual. So you, the idea is that the person with this manual should not be able to see the screen. Otherwise, it just makes it too easy. So I have a question. What's your question? I feel like this is a very good question. I hope so. I'm sure it's so, amazingly brilliant. As I have been spending, you know, hours trying to find baby shower games, why did this not come up as a baby shower game? It's not really a 20-hour or a 20-person game. This is like for a handful of people. You've got one person on the bomb, and you maybe have a couple people with the manual working together, but it's really like a couple-person game. And you, you could play this by yourself, but that wouldn't be as much fun. We could... We could I, Hopefully people want to play the games of the baby shower. Otherwise, this might be a good game to take just in case. Maybe I'll just take my laptop just in case. So. We've gotten some. We, we played last night and the you defused the bomb. We didn't play last night. You asked me questions and I answered them. That wasn't playing the game. That was just reading through the manual. Oh. Completely different. There's no pressure there. You're not going to explode. If anybody else is confused. Yeah. I'm confused by it. Confused? But, well, we'll play it and we'll see what I think. It just, it, my brain, I can't wrap my brain around it. It seems strange. It's different, I mm -hmm. guess. That but, it is. So, and we may record the whole thing that we play it too. So it'll be up on YouTube. So Not everybody can watch. That's the best no. time is the first no. time because that's the funniest. No. When you don't know what you're doing. You wanted to play tonight. We're not recording twice tonight. Why not? Because I don't want to. Oh, Lisa, you are zero fun at all. Well, I'm sweating and I'm hot right now. So oh, that's true. It's warm. Uh, what's this room? This room is right in the corner where he gets sun all day long. Rollo's wearing his shirt and panting. Well, he's wearing he his shirt. He was not a fan of this morning at all. <laughs> no, he didn't do well with the, the thunders and the storms. He didn't drag him out of the bathroom with his tail between his legs. He was so scared. Poor Rollo. Uh, yeah, so we did that. We did emails. Now we do this. So what have you been working on? You talked a little bit about what you've been knitting on the porch. You're going to start with that or are you going to start with something else? I'm going to start with whatever I want to start with. That's that's why I'm asking. This is your thing. Um, I don't know what I want to start with. Um, well, I um, I did make some good progress on my Alpengluhen. Cool. I am now... I, I have extra needles in it. So I I made it through the body last weekend. Oh, apparently I have a knot tied in it in my needles that are holding that part together. So <laughs> I had to take part of it apart because I you work so you work the body up to the underarms and then you divide and then you work the two fronts and then you work the back. So um, I'm at the um, armhole divide and I'm working the first front and then I will work the other front and then the back and then I will be ready to. Um, I think I'm going to do it out of order. Um, my friend that's knitting it, she's doing the same thing too. Instead of like wrestling with like sleeves and all of that to do the neck edging. Um, I'm going to probably do the neck edging first, um, and then go back and do the sleeves. So if I can get this done, um, get the shoulders, um, grafted together and then get it washed and laid out to block. And then I can pick up. Yeah, that's that's holding all those stitches on there because this this section this is that's for the back and the other front, so they're on hold right now. Oh, that's so yeah. So I have my circular needle tied together. It's tied in well, almost like what a half knot would you call that? Would you call that? Oh, it would be it would be a square knot if you a pull if knot? you could pull it tight. But I'm not pulling it tight. Yeah. It's just so that I don't have like needles like flopping around and hanging down like cow udders because that's just really annoying to have stuff hanging down and flopping around. Well, it'd probably like that, fall so. apart then too, right? Yeah, and then they could yeah. come out and that wouldn't be good. So no, I don't want that. Um 
so yeah, I'm, I have, it, it, this, it'll go faster here because you have the whole like width of like the armhole taken off of it. So yeah. So I made really good progress on that last weekend. Um, what else do I have going on? Um, I did not start my Gilead. The yarn is still wound, but I did not start it. What is that? The Gilead, the yeah. Quince and Company, the linen pullover that's like loose fitting. Because uh-huh. I got distracted by, because, you know, Hohe came out with another. I always thought it was Joji. Yeah, I think it's Hohe. Okay. J O J I. Yeah, so she came out with another um, another sweater pattern because, you know, she does that like every two days. Um, I'm stuck here. There we go. Yeah, I was stuck. That was not. That was that was scary for a second. Yeah, I was all twisted up. So she came out with another sweater pattern, and I had to cast on for that. It is um, a top-down raglan knit in Sparrow, Quince and Company Sparrow. So I, of course, um, gave in, and um, I cast on, and well, three times I've cast on. Three times counting is hard. What was the second time? Yesterday. Or the third time, I mean. Today. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why yesterday I'm like, I'm counting because I had already messed up the first time. So, um, yeah, it's there's anything complicated about it. You just, you know, have to pay attention because you're knitting short rows and doing raglan increases at the same time. So um, I'm using Juniper, so I'm actually using a not gray. I mean, it's still kind of like a that looks steely blue gray to green. What color? It's green? It's like a blue green gray. Huh. It's juniper, so it it's like a like a pine needle color. Okay, like juniper, like juniper berries. I don't know if juniper berries look like this, but yeah. So I'm past the. I'm working on the. I'm done with the short rows, and I'm working on the lace on the front and the raglan increases. So um, that's on its way. I'm happy now because it was it was a struggle getting that going just because I wasn't counting. And you said it's like it's doubled up or something like that too, yeah, which makes the, it hard to count. I imagine no, to begin with. Well, the, yeah, the cast on because um, there isn't any there isn't any finishing on the neckband, so that's kind of strange. But um, the way that it's done is the the neckband is you cast on with two strands of yarn, so it gives it a little bit more stability and makes it a little bit thicker, so you don't have to go back and um, do any sort of finishing on it. So it's kind of an an unfinished neckline on mm. it. Um, and then it just has lace and you work down through the body and then do the ribbing and then do the sleeves. And then when you're done, you're done. So, yeah. So that's my new sweater to like try and finish for Colorado. Oh, plenty of time. I have three weeks. I have plenty of time. I have three weeks. I can finish. If I finish Alpengluhen and this, I'll be happy. Yeah. Because this is just going to be a nice kind of throw on. It has positive ease in it and just a little bit of lace on the front. So it's a little bit, a little fancier. Um, but yeah, it's really, really pretty. My, uh, my, my friend Teresa told me about it and I had to look it up right away and then I needed to knit it. Had to cast it I on. Had to cast it on. And so. then you did. And I wanted something that's, I wanted something that's knit in the round because I'm doing a lot that's flat right now. So I think I'll probably work on the Gilead, um, while I'm in Colorado because that'll be a good one to sure. work on because it's the back I think is just stocking at. So, um, and the other thing that I've been, actually working on i did a little bit more on my find your fade but nothing like too impressive to talk about it's still going along progress is being made it's not chugging along haven't forgotten about it i did finish the baby sleeves for the baby shower sweater and i am on the body and i believe i have an inch and a half or two inches left on the body that's it and that's it yeah because it's for a little person it's teeny tiny and then the sleeves go on it so they're well and those are done those yeah the sleeves are done the sleeves look huge if you've only got an inch and a half or two inches on the body those sleeves look enormous yeah those sleeves aren't the body is an inch shorter than the than the sleeves so i have, hmm. I have two inches it's there okay i suppose a couple inches it's already what do you have there a couple inches so Mm-hmm. yeah so and then you join it all and then you do the fun part with the cables and the yoke and then you pick up the neckband and then i have to pick out buttons so Maybe I'll make you pick out buttons. I can pick out buttons. So I have a couple different options in mind. So yeah, I got to get that done because that's next weekend. 
We picked out baby shower games today, I think, and yeah, I think we finalized them. I've been some looking. Some good ideas. Yeah, I've been. And it makes it difficult when you want things that are not traditional type baby shower games, but you've also got a kind of a co-ed consideration that you have to make because we've got... It's not kind of. It is definitely co-ed. Well, yeah, you've got men and women that you have to... It's not the traditional, normal uh, women's baby Mm -hmm. games, which I guess... I don't know. I suppose guys could play... Guys could play the normal baby games that happen. Guys could play what's in your purse. I guess some guys could. Your your man purse. Some some guys carry a man purse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the eating or uh, tasting baby food and eating candy bars out of diapers. So, Well, you know, the whole baby food thing, that was a, a big thing on YouTube for a while. There was, uh, you know, those challenges that go around every so often that people are doing stuff with. And, like, all of a sudden everybody's doing this challenge and everybody's doing that challenge. The baby food, that was a thing for a while. And there was, I mean, even ones that I watched, like bodybuilders, powerlifters, that kind of stuff, they were doing that because it was funny. What What is it? It's just you, you just you taste the baby food and try to guess what it is. Yeah. It's funny. They've been doing it forever for baby showers. And sure. every time I end up with like a plate with little globs of baby food on, I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, but it's funny. You go to like 18 baby showers and taste baby food and... I don't know if you yeah. do it all the time, but if you yeah. can do it for once for a YouTube video or something, that's funny. That'd be fun. Especially when you're a guy who weighs 250 pounds. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I ate baby food briefly after, when I was in, after, right after college and I had my tongue pierced and that's all I could eat. I don't remember what I ate when Probably I had my tongue food. pierced. I did not eat baby food. I know I didn't eat baby food. I was so stupid. I, I had was. my tongue pierced and then I went and I was a cocktail waitress at the time and it was, it was a Friday. And I had my Friday night league bowlers at the bowling alley and I couldn't talk. Well, I don't. It was terrible. Hmm. Yeah, because when I did mine, you I think was... I would have been, you know, thinking, you know, maybe like on a day off or something because, you know, you're putting a hole it's in your tongue. They and... swollen for quite a while. It's not like it goes yeah. away right away. Yeah. It was like for mine. I remember I remember because I was in Cleveland at the time doing wrestling when I got mine, because a couple of other guys got eyebrows pierced. I'm like, I don't want to pierce my eyebrow because that's what everybody does. And that's dumb. So I'm like, I'll get my tongue done. That's fine. <laughs> so I did that. And then like, I remember being, you know, still training and stuff like that. And you're in a headlock. And I remember just drooling all over the <laughs> mat because I couldn't, you know, because your tongue is all swelled up. So I'm drooling and I got my, yeah, it was, it was a thing. <laughs> oh, it was awful. And then like, I remember, I don't remember what I ate. Like between, because I think it's like the first week you have to eat soft food or something yep, like baby that. baby food and uh, uh, the the mashed potato flakes. Yeah. I, and and I gravy. I don't remember at that all what I all had. That was all I ate. I, the first thing I had, like my first like actual solid food was Taco Bell. Oh, I'm sure. That, is that really, does that even pass for solid food? It does. Because okay. like the very first week I was chewing or biting on a crunchy taco and I, the first thing I do is chew on that stupid barbell. Yep. So the very you first, crack your tooth. I cracked my tooth yep. or I chipped it or something. It's like, come yep. on. I think so, I have two that are chipped because of mine. Yeah. So for those kids out there listening to this program, don't, don't do it. Don't get your tongue pierced. I mean, it's kind of cool, but in the end, it's not worth breaking your teeth over. Go for the eyebrow. No, that's dumb too. Don't. You can't chip your teeth <laughs> if you have your eyebrow pierced. What if you chip your eye? You could chip your yeah. eye and that would be even worse because oh. then you can't see. You've got a big chunk taken out of your eye. Oh, the things we did when we were young. Yeah. Young-ish. Young-ish. <laughs> that was, what, 23, I think, when I did that? I think that was 23. I think I was 20, 21 or 22. Yeah. 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 So there are better things you could do with your time and or money than than put a hole in your tongue you know and chip and, and yeah. If you because I mean, who, who who in their twenties has dental insurance that's going to cover you know breaking up your teeth with a barbell? Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't that bad. I didn't have to do anything with it. It was just annoying and dumb. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is stupid. But <laughs> I kept it for I don't know how many years after that. Oh yeah, we both did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What else are you working on? That's it. That's it? Yeah, I had the baby sweater. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Holy cow. We're going to be be done here in about five minutes. This is going to be a quick one. Did you see the list below, though? List below what? Oh. Oh. So we're going to spend 95% of this show chilling for (laughs) fireflyfibers.com. 
No, it's been an exciting week. It was a very exciting week. So if you want to purchase the things Lisa's talking about, if you want to do some shopping and uh, buy some fun yarn, buy some fun accessories and various oh, things. And for those that I that weren't here last week, the, the baby sweater that I'm working on is Antler by Tin Can Knits in pink. Bold by Sugarbush. Oh, bold? Yeah, it's bold. They call it bold instead of pink? The yarn is called bold. Oh, the yarn is called bold. I don't know. Don't look at me like I'm supposed to know. There's a whole big wall of it at the store. I don't know. You need to spend more time at the store then. I don't think that's true. It is pink and in the front of the label it says bold. You were very helpful today. Well, it was super easy. So I was was very happy about that. You know, so I I said this last week when I was talking about fixing the fence and various things. My father has a saying that he always says, and I always say it, that nothing is ever easy. This was easy. For the first time ever, and I think if we ever have to hang up more of those, this is how I'm going to do it. But yeah, it was I was was a 20 minutes probably, and the whole yep. thing was done. But yeah. yeah, so that was very good. We so we we got we got more slat grid for for display space, and I ordered it, and it ships, and it's always really painful when you when I order it, not because of how much it is, but because the shipping is as much as the slat grid. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like and it doesn't calculate the shipping when I order. So I'm just like, oh, this is so cheap. And then you get like these, what are they, two by six? I think they're two by six um slat grids. Sounds about right. And they're they're ste- steel? Probably they've got a chrome finish on it, so it's probably yeah. there's some sort of metal on the inside. So they ship you know, two by six. And then I order, you know, like four at a time Mm -hmm. and it's kind of heavy and it's kind of an odd shape. It's unwieldy. It's hard to move around. So they arrived and I ordered them this time because I'm like, Oh, we need to have them for, um, well, something I'm going to talk about in just a second, but I ordered them because we had all that, uh, we had all the pop-up yarn. Well, we had all the pop-up yarn coming from, um, from Julie. So that's what we originally ordered it for. Yeah. And, they came and I don't know how it happened, but somebody, it looked like somebody got in a huge fight with them and like, they it were like, like all they were dropped at some th- they point were... onto a corner or a pipe or something. Because and then somebody stood on it and then dented. pulled the edge up and bent because yeah. they were really bent too. It was very like twisted or warped or however you want to say it. So yeah. yeah, they were in not great shape. So we, uh, um, I had to call them and they were, they were really good about replacing them. So they replaced them, but the ones that they replaced them with are slightly different than the ones that we got. So, um, but it actually kind of works out better because they have a little, they have an extra little, um, like rung on the bottom that I can hang stuff on. So that worked out. So it it actually was better. Another row. Yeah. Better than what we started with. So when we got the original ones, we had to, when I put, when I put them up and put all the yarn on, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to take all of these hooks off mm-hmm. and put them all on another piece of slack grid. And then I had a, um, my friend that helped me, um, on Thursday, we took everything off and then we put the new one up and it didn't fit. And I was actually on the phone when she was like, she took it over and she put it up there and she's just looking at it. I'm like, how difficult is this? I'm yeah. like, she's a smart girl. I'm like, come on, you got it. You got it. And I walk over there after I got off the phone and I'm like, huh. Yeah, they they're a little slightly different. Yeah, but you got it. You did you did a good job today. Yeah, I was, was afraid it was going to be a big thing. Well, I was thinking because you've got what four more of those things. If you wanted to swap out some of the ones that are already up on the wall, mm-hmm. knowing how easy it is now, to, well, except for the taking everything off of there and putting them back on, you know, if you wanted to to sw- swap some of those out, that would be easy enough to do. Because what are you going to do with them now? You might as well use them. They're sitting in the garage. You don't want them just to sit back there. So mm-hmm. at some point, it's something to think about. All of these things when you I own a yarn shop. I have plans for the other ones, though. That's why I ordered more than just two. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. There's not a lot of room. Not a lot It'll of, be fine. You there's started, not a lot of wall space left it's, anymore. It's fine. It's fine. So well, we have some big stuff coming. So um, so the thing that we originally like prompted the getting the new slack grid was um the julie aslan's new colors all yes. of her new colors and yep. they are now officially all in stock for i have even for everybody for everybody i have cool. what do you mean for us i just, i didn't know if you, they were available for us because we had the pop up or if they were available oh, no. for everybody everywhere our, in the world our big order came 
Neat. Then, you know, like five boxes at all. Stop. Get out of there. Not me. She's talking to Rollo. Um, yeah, all of the boxes arrived and everything is all checked in. Um, and it's available on the website and at our brick and mortar store. And it's already kind of, it's already going out because of, we have, uh, Ravelry advertising. So it's showing up on there as available. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, we have all the colors. Um, and I'll be posting a, I was going to post a picture today and then of course, you know, it was, it was busy. It was busy today. So, um, so that is all in stock. So that's really exciting. Um, we'll have the new colors coming in the other, in some of the other bases in the, um, coming up, but I just can't get them all at once because I'll have a meltdown if I have to stock that much all at once. Meltdown. It's a lot. It's a lot of yarn. So, um, so those are all there. And then this was a really big week, apparently for publications. It, so we just got through the, the whole making thing mm-hmm. and they re-released the, um, issue one and, um, I ordered more of issue two and then issue three is there and they're all beautiful. Well, then this week, apparently, um, the publishing gods decided that they were so going to send me everything. It's the first week of the month. Is that why they're coming at the same time? I, I think, I don't know. I think it's it's because they're they're seasonal or they're quarterly. These are all quarterlies. Oh, well, I suppose it's, a, it's beginning January, February, March, April, May, June. It's kind of the yeah that would make sense, I guess. So yeah, so we got um, so we have the new issue of Taproot. That's it's not on the website yet, but it will be this week. Um, I haven't even had a chance to look at it yet. It just like showed up. I didn't even know it was. I got an email on. I think I got an email on Thursday that it was coming, and then the box showed up yesterday. And I'm like, well, I didn't really have time to, you know, prepare for that. I mean, surprise, surprise. And then um, we have the fifth anniversary issue of Pom Pom that just came today, and this just shipped on the first. So and it was here already. So um, the fifth a- anniversary of Pom Pom, um, which there are two different covers. I selected this one for myself but there's a there's a white one the one that i selected is white and then there's a pink one as well and mm. then they have different design they have different pattern pictures on them or the different yeah so there it was very confusing i'm like what did i order and then i heard that there's apparently some confusion because there are two different covers mm. so and then um to celebrate their fifth anniversary they also re-released their first issue which i came to Pom Pom after. So um, they re-released it and I think they updated some stuff in it. Um, but it's really cool because it I have everything except for the first issue. And it's cute because it's got like, I mean, the, the normal one has like, I don't know what that's called, that kind of like binding on I don't it. Know. But this one is like, they it's like folded in half and it's actually stitched. So hmm. it's, it's really cool. So yeah. So issue one and there's some really, really cute stuff in here. Um, and then we also this week, um, received, um, Lane, um, magazine from Finland. Um, Finland, Finland, and it's issue Finland. two, and this is the spring summer 2017 issue. And I have, I have, I've hardly had a chance to look at it myself, but, um, my uh, current uh, sock addiction is uh, Jessica Gore of the Sweater Collective, and she has she has a, a sock pattern in here, and there's just some beautiful articles. Um, Andrea Mowry has an article in here. Um, yeah, it's just it's a really really pretty magazine. There's some beautiful patterns. Um, there's a recipe in here that looks really good. Um, What's the recipe for? I'm looking it up because I don't want to say it wrong. I don't know where it's at now. I'm looking. Do 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 do. There's a lot of knitted good garments in there. I see. I don't see any food yet, though. Here we go. I found Uh-oh. it. So. Um, it's the Nordic summer days section. Um, there's a recipe for a rosemary Collins. 
A what? Rosemary Collins. So you make rosemary simple syrup. Oh, it's a drink? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then there's a salmon salad with quick pickled onions. It looks delicious with the soft-boiled egg on it. Hmm. Looks very, very good. And I don't know if those are, I assume that they look like lentils. Yep. There's lentils on there and salmon and asparagus and pink radishes. Looks delicious. There's also a recipe for Nordic pancakes and a cardamom strawberry jam. So what makes a Nordic pancake versus just a normal pancake? I think it's like a, like a, a fish like in a it? crepe. So they're, they're thin. They're, it's like a Swedish pancake. What's a Swedish pancake versus a normal pancake? Have you never been to IHOP? I don't know. No, actually, no, I've never been to IHOP. Why would I ever go to IHOP? Perkins, I've been to Perkins oh, several times. They don't have Swedish about pancakes. About a million there. times. They have pancakes oh. and blueberry muffins. IHOP has Swedish pancakes. So I what is a Swedish pancake? It's like a, like a crepe. So it's thin. It's a thin pancake. It's not like oh. a fluffy pancake. It's, it's thin. And then horrible. a lot of times it's like folded over. So it's kind of like a crepe. I would eat a crepe, but I wouldn't. I well, I hope so because that might be on the menu for breakfast tomorrow morning with I salmon ordered, and dill and. But if if you said you were going to make pancakes for breakfast, and I woke up and I said I can't wait to eat pancakes, and I got a cup of coffee and said, "Man, this is going to be the best morning ever," and you come out with a flat little crepe, I'm like this is not a pancake. That's not. No, I'm going back to bed. This is terrible. What if I said it was a Swedish pancake? Well, now that I know what it is, I would okay. say no, thank you. I would. I want a crepe, or I want a pancake. No, you get what you get. I will. You eat whatever I put in front of you. I will make. You sound my own. all tough right now, but you would eat whatever I put in front of you. We'll see. There isn't any. Uh, well, it says that you add a small knob of butter between every other pancake. I mean, every other. Well, what about yeah. Every? Um, you, to fry the pancakes, preferably use a low rimmed cast iron frying pan for easier flipping and to achieve crispy, lacy edges. Heat the frying pan, blah, 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 add a small nub of butter, ladle over, and ladle, and a ladle of the batter. We're looking for a thin pancake, about one millimeter. What? That's a sheet of paper. Four. One millimeter? Yes. No. One millimeter. That's as soon as the pan- batter hits the pan, pick up the pan and swirl it so the batter completely covers the bottom of the pan. Where are you going? I'm going to get a tape measure. Would you like a ruler? I have a ruler right here. No, I've got I've got a, an actual manly man, Stanley. No, to measure not. your millimeter. I want to see how long a millimeter there... is because I don't I don't think you can make a pancake a millimeter thick. That's a millimeter. It's a crepe. Crepes are even thicker than that, aren't they? Oh, there's a crepe place on Instagram that makes me want to go to. Uh, I can't remember where they're at now. Okay, I've got I've got my tape measure. A millimeter. That's that's like mm-hmm. two sheets of paper. That's yeah. impossible. No, it's not. Okay, you make them tomorrow, and I am going to measure them with my. Well, I can't because you have to use all-purpose flour, and I. The, the, oh, the crepe place that I saw on Instagram, they're, they're gluten-free crepes. The, this is not gluten-free. I'm pretty sure I cannot achieve the same result with, well, you know what? I have, uh, dill salmon something. That sounds pretty good to me. Well, yeah, it's Michelle Tam. Of course it's going to be delicious. Oh, well, there you go. I have Sunday breakfast. I have it set for Nom Nom Paleo. Oh, really? Friday nights. I have it set for Nom Nom Paleo because nice. I know breakfast is never going to be disappointing with her. So, no, we have dill coconut flour crepes with smoked salmon and goat cheese. Mm. But we're not having it with goat cheese. We're having it with cream cheese. Okay. Either way, it sounds good. Oh, no, this is actually a real plans one. It's not a nom nom paleo. But I'm still pretty sure it's going to be good. Because she knows what she's doing, too. So She knows how to cook food So, to we be will delicious. see how thick those are. Okay, you can you get you can get your I'm uh, measure. You can get your measuring tape out and measure it. It's definitely one millimeter is definitely not a pancake in my. By my definition of pancake, one millimeter well, is way too thin. Well, it's a pan and it, it, it's a cake that's made in a pan. But is it a cake? If it's a millimeter thick, that doesn't sound like a cake. That sounds like a. I don't crepe. know what would you a crepe. A crepe. A crepe. <laughs> a crepe Suzette, right? Not a crepe Suzette. Depends on where you're from. I'm from Wisconsin. (laughs) 
So it's a crate. Apparently, this section is about where to stay and shop and eat if you go to Helsinki. We should definitely do that. Keep that one because we're going to go to Helsinki someday. I think we should go everywhere that is in here. Yeah. There's some really... Yeah, it's a good magazine. It's beautiful. She actually... um, The the, um, creator of Lane Magazine (laughs) is... um, Are you okay? No. Are you serious? No, I'm fine. Okay. Oh. Thank you for your concern, but I'm okay now. I just wanted to make sure that you I were tried actually... to breathe my beer and it, and it didn't work out so well. But now I'm I'm fine now. Much better, thank you. So the creative lane magazine, Jana, I can't remember what her last name is now. Um her or she's her name is probably up here in the front with oh I don't know. Oh. Um no that's Jana, oh my gosh. Etala. Hitala, H-I-E-T-A-L-A. Um, she is, um, she actually did the photos for um, Hokie's new sweater, Lin Hu, Lan Ho, Lin Hu. I don't know how you say it. I don't know either. It's I Portuguese don't... for linen is what she, yeah. so. Yeah, so there was some sort, there was a retreat and Hohi and Jana were both there. And so Jana did the pictures for Hohi's pattern. Cool. So, yeah. We were just talking the other day that Hohi's life is pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. Yeah, it sounds like pretty, it. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty fair, fairy tale-y for the knitting world. And she sure. goes, she's well, always traveling. Yeah, it's just amazing. And it's great experience, I think, for her kids. And yeah, just very cool. Yeah. So, but yes, Lane Magazine. And she was, they were, they were wonderful to work with too. I like working with places that are, and it was weird. I told you this. It took less time for us to get, lane from finland and for it to clear customs and go through sweden and you know over a body of water not a small body it of takes water for us to get ups from the west coast yeah because it came ups from finland what are the timing must have just been right on that they were just happened to be a plane coming over on that day or something it was crazy fast really fast yeah they shipped on they shipped on monday afternoon i think it was and it got here on thursday i mean because that flight is a week from the west coast that flight by itself is probably 20 15 to 20 hours i would imagine right yeah and then things always get held up in customs yeah well apparently magazines don't we get stuff very fast too from julie from when she ships stuff from from Canada. canada yeah yeah yeah, it comes a lot faster, and it always it always says it's coming it's coming later because I think they build in a buffer for just in case it gets hung up in customs. Yeah, well, it makes sense, but it never it usually business. doesn't. So, yeah. And there you go again, friends and family and fans of the Elise of the Arnisa podcast. If you want to know what it's like to own a yarn shop when you're buying things internationally, that's the kind of stuff you have to think about. And all the duties, time. duties, <laughs> duties, <laughs> duties. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 duties and taxes and shipping. Duties. I mean, it was the the shipping from Finland was not cheap. Well, and books and magazines are, and that's not like a, it's not like a you go to the the magazine section of the grocery store and buy a, a Sports Illustrated or something. That's a a big heavy duty yeah. thick paper high quality magazine. I don't know if I, I'd call it a book over a magazine. I think. Yeah, I would too. Did you but smell? They smell so I good. As you were flipping through, I was smelling like that. Smells like new paper. It smells like new paper. Printing on it. And it's awesome. I don't think Lane has it, but yeah, I don't think Lane has it. I haven't seen it in here. Um, but the pom poms both have the digital download code. So when you get nice. pom pom, you also get the digital download code for it. So yeah, I don't. I was thinking about that with lane too but yeah it's i mean and it's beautiful like heavy nice paper too it's oh, not yeah, super this, thick yeah and you know we used to stock um magazines from uh some of the larger like pattern a lot of um the like larger 
publish, oh, publishers. Oh, yeah, the big press. And, yeah. you know, the, the, the same care that goes, and that was before the whole, like, indie thing came up and the self-publishing. And, um, yeah, the, the care that goes into these publications is just amazing. I mean, oh, yeah. Pom Pom does an amazing job. Lane does an amazing job. Taproot is amazing i mean they're all just amazing yeah they just they put their hearts and souls into it it's something that comes directly from them um and the larger publishers it goes through a lot of times it goes through a tech editor that may not even know anything about knitting yeah, they don't and, know knitting and it's well and for you as a small independent local yarn shop you can't i mean you can get those magazines anywhere so you have right. to do something that's different than what other people are doing well and a lot of times those larger the larger publications they're trying to they're working with the yarn companies like the larger yarn companies trying to sell yarn for them so a lot of times what happens with them and this is i I, this is this is what i've been told um at conferences from you know the the designers and they the a lot of times the yarn companies will contact the larger publications and say hey we would like a pattern done in this yarn so then they seek out a designer and say hey Mm -hmm. we we need something in this yarn and that's what they have to design it in sure so um for these, I mean, it's a designer and they get, to, I don't know if they get to pick whatever. I mean, a lot of times it's just call for submissions. Compom does call for submissions. And what does that mean? Designers can submit what they, like they submit like a, um, like a kind of like a, a drawing and a swatch of what they're envisioning. So they don't go through and like actually like send in like an entire pattern. They send in like, this is what I, like a, a drawing and a schematic and, um, a swatch of the fabric and then, Okay, so there's like a general proposal. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. That's neat. Yeah, I know. Quinson Company does that every once in a while, too. So, yeah, it's very cool. It's a way for them to get their name out there and, yeah, yeah. And for some people to really be, you know, I mean, because, you know, of course you want to have some big names, but, yeah, for some little people to maybe get started and get some name recognition. Sure. So, yeah. What else do you have? Oh, you have a oh, whole so, like, eighteen bullet points of. Okay, so I got through that. <laughs> um, we are making room for something really big coming up. So we are. It's a secret, though. I'm not going to tell because I know the secret. secret, but you can't you get it out of me. It's big, isn't you can, it? You can torture me. Is it big? It's from what I understand, it's about as big as it's probably it can get. Yeah. But yeah. It's 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 big. It's big. It's so big. for those of you that know anything about the yarn industry and the knitting and yarn shop industry, it's probably about as big as you're going to find. You can, you so we should probably stop saying things you can, because you can speculate all you want, but um, speculate. We're waiting, but you'll not guess not, until not we announce it. Soon. We'll announce it first on the Elise of the Yarnista podcast. We will. Maybe not. I don't know. I just thought I'd say that because it sounds good. I think and we it, could. It might get people to listen. I think we could. All right. So um, you will maybe maybe possibly no guarantee or promises. Hear it here first. So, um, we are making room. So we have some yarns that are 30% off, including, um, all of our fiber company yarns. So we have, um, some tundra left. Um, we have some, a bunch of meadow, which I wore my meadow featherweight today and I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful lace weight yarn. Um, and it's lace, it's lace knitting season. So, um, 30% off. Um, Cumbria. We just had an order come in today for some Cumbria, so that's going fast. And I have somebody that bought three sweaters worth of Cumbria. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Three? Oh, yeah. She bought two and came back for a third. Sounds like somebody's ambitious. Amanda likes knitting sweaters. Oh, you're going to call her out by name? I'm not sure she's going to appreciate that. No. She's, and she has plans for all of them, though. So that's oh, what's course. so cool. She has, she has really good plans for all of them. So um, Cumbria, what else we have? Um Road to China lace that's not on the website right now. Um, the Acadia is on there. I think that's it. But they're also in store. Um, Kenzie is also 30% off. Oh, like yeah. And what else do we have? Oh, Spud and Chloe Fine and Stripey Fine. If you go to fireflyfibers.com. Yeah, just go to fireflyfibers.com because when you go there and you do your shopping, and Elisa's probably going to keep talking about yarn, but I'm going to say make sure you put at least $100 worth of stuff mm-hmm. into your cart because when you do that, that makes you eligible for offer code free ship. It's F-R-E-E-S-H-I-P. And believe it or not, that code will get you free shipping on your entire order of $100 or more. 
What is he? Oh, you're wagging his tail. I see it out of the corner of my eye here. I'm helping Rollo wag his tail. Uh, where is? Oh, okay. So if you go, if you want to see what's thirty percent off, there's there's our last call, our last call section, which is our clearance stuff. That's that's always discounted. I'm not sure what is going on. That's <laughs> <laughs> just Rollo. He's half laying down and half got his butt up in the air. I don't know what he's doing. But he's, he's being funny. He's, he's doing a thing. He says, I'm so bored, guys. It's hot and I'm bored. So um, there's our last call section has some really great deals there. Um, and those are last last chances on what's left there. But if you go to shop on our website and then if you go to yarn and then click on 30% off sale, everything is listed on there. So we have Acadia, Cumbria, Meadow, Tundra, all from the fiber company. Um, Kenzie is 30% off. Um, Euroflax Sport. If you're looking for a linen sweater, the Euroflax Sport is a good option, a good, a good option for that. Um, it, it, it really is a little bit more of a fingering weight. I think it, it's a little bit more versatile. Um, Spud and Chloe Fine, Stripey Fine, um, Spud and Chloe Outer, and then Rowan Creative Linen is also packed in there for the 30% off, but I believe that one's actually 40% off. Is there anything left in the store? There's plenty left Holy in the store. Cow. Yeah. Everything's so, on sale. So, yeah. So we have 10 yarns there that are 30% off right now. Nice. When they're gone, they're gone. So um, most and of them, gone. I, I gone. try to, I do my best to keep things together for dye lots. But if on these, because they are last chances, if you want the same dye, if you need to have the same dye, because I don't ever know what anybody's making. Oh, no. Um, on these, because they are closeouts, and when they're gone, they're gone. Um, if you need to check on dye lots, please just shoot me an email first or give me a call, and I can double-check dye lots yeah. for you. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot there. Because ultimately... This hasn't even gone out in the newsletter or anything. It hasn't yeah. even been announced anywhere. No, because even though there's an online web store and a website and all that kind of fancy stuff... Still a local yarn shop. So if you have questions, you want to, you see something on the website that you want to know about, or if they have enough of the dye lot to make whatever it is that you happen to be making, send an email. And a lot of times the difference between dye lots is very subtle. And I'll be honest sure. about it. I had somebody that called the other day about we have, uh, some skinny cotton colors that are, that have been discontinued. And there's one that she needed, I think she needed like five skeins or something. And I went and I pulled it, I pulled them from the shelf. She called and she said, I was just making sure. And I pulled them out and I said, I, you know, depending on what you're doing, there may be a little bit too much of a difference. So right. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I want you to be happy. But that's the kind of stuff you're going to get from Firefly Fibers that you may not get from some other, whether yarn shops or uh, bigger online retailers, whatever. But that's one of the advantages of being a small local yarn shop, a small retailer. You can get that kind of service. Is that it? That's, that's oh, all? Oh, and, goodness and then gracious. there's more. Oh, and this week. But this... wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, this is big. This one is really big. So what the um, it's not available yet. So just in case anybody missed like the big news this week, do you have a big news noise that you can make? Um, um, I don't really. I don't know. Our cheering is back. The cheering crowd. So the um, if anybody is a fan of the field bags, the like the the cult classic of now I know where you're going. The army green field bag that like died and it was such a sad death and i got one and i'm afraid to use it because i don't want to wear it out because i can't get another one except that except that now there are green porter bends yeah i don't know if people like maybe fainted hearing that i don't i don't know but they're they're they are do you have Do you have a fainting one? I don't. Okay. I, I'll just go with the crowd okay. cheer again. So, Karen sent an email out shortly before she posted on on uh, Instagram this week. So you can see a picture of it on her on the French Supply um, Instagram feed. It's beautiful. She sent this email and it says something about I can't remember. I, I don't even remember what the subject line was. I just I open it and I'm like, oh, Karen has a bunch of words and I'm reading her words and then I like had scrolled down enough and I saw the picture and I'm like, no way. People have been asking for colors because there's the natural and the black, mm-hmm. and people have been asking for colors, and I never thought that it would be the green. The green. Oh, so, but if it's something that people wanted in the other, why would this not be? 
I just didn't think you know. I didn't think it was gonna be possible because I didn't oh. realize she uses a different fabric in the porter bins. The porter bin fabric is heavier than the field bag fabric. So they're uh. different fabrics. So the fabric that she was using for the Army Green field bags was when they got it, it was like a limited edition and it was no longer available. And what they had was like more expensive than the other one. So it just uh. it never worked out. So this one and with the porter bins, the interesting thing with them, I didn't know that there were, you know, I didn't anticipate that there were going to be colors because the webbing around the top needs to match the canvas because otherwise oh, it's sure. going to look like a bag wearing a belt, which, <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a great look. So, um, so she, there, there were a couple issues with, um, getting the fabric and then there was some challenges with getting the webbing and then, um, things kind of fell into place, but she was planning to have them launch sooner than now. Um, but they have enough. They're taking them what they have available right now to Squam next weekend. To what? It's in a, a big like festival. Squam? It's an art festival. Is that an acronym for something or is I that a know. city? I don't know. Squam. How do you spell Squam? S-Q-U-A-M. Squam. So she's taking them there and it's in New York, I think, or in that area somewhere in the East Coast. Hmm. Um, I don't get to go to stuff, so I just it's it's a big thing. So they're taking them there, and um, so what they have available, if anything's left, then they're going to sell them on the website, and then they're going to kind of like hold off until they can catch up with production, and then they can make it out to the to the shops too. Okay. So we will have them as soon as they're available. Available to the masses. Yep. Yep. S Q U A M. That's got to be an acronym for something. It doesn't sound like it's a, a city or something like that. Oh my gosh! So Squam, it, it's a it's an art workshop on Nantucket Island. But what does it mean? It's I don't know if it it's, means something. It has to. It's, you can't just have a nonsense word be the name of your. I suppose you guess you well, can. Is Squam the place? It looks like the name of the business is Squam. I don't think so. About manifesto? That That's generally not a good sign if you've got a manifesto. The Unabomber had a manifesto. <laughs> Those are crafters. I think they doesn't okay. normally turn out well. So we're going to sit... Go to Squam. Oh, I don't know. So we'll, I don't know. We'll have to do some research we'll on Squam. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that later. So what else? Anything else you want to talk about as far I as... I think uh, that's, that's good. plenty? Yeah. All right. So that's going to be... I'm going to scroll this down a little bit down to here. And we're going to do one of these. <laughs> Time for some hard-hitting... The best knitting canoes in the entire universe, Elisa. Did and you like beyond. this one? I love this one. This is great, but watch this. What? So for those that get to see this, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this or not, but it's kind of neat because you can see. Oh, well, you better be careful at. about your things that show up on the side, your advertisements, because no, some of those are porn on the. No, but no. We but can, otherwise, there's an advertisement for the Milwaukee Brewers. That's about it. Do you know where the story came from? I don't. I was going to ask you about that because I don't know. It, was, it magically appeared on the itinerary for the I day, know. and I don't know where it came from. I magically got a Facebook message about it. Magically from my sister-in-law. Oh well, thank you, Jennifer. This is a this is a really nice story. So mm -hmm. the wartime spies who use I shouldn't say nice. It's not nice. It's cool. The wartime spies who used knitting as an espionage tool. And this is kind of, kind of crazy reading through this. But during World War One, a grandmother in Belgium knitted at her window, watching the passing trains. As one train chugged by, she made a bumpy stitch in the fabric with her two needles. As another passed, and she dropped a stitch from the fabric, making an intentional hole. Later, she would risk her life by handing the fabric to a soldier, a fellow spy in the Belgian resistance working to defeat the occupying German force. Elisa's playing with our overlay here where you can see now she's hiding her face behind 
the web page. So for you're those, supposed to just keep going. Those, for those that aren't seeing this, I've got the the website, the web page between our heads, between Lisa and I, and she is moving around. And Rollo's actually looking. Rollo's looking up at the. He's can a, you see his, that? He's looking at mom. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was reading the website. So this is a whole story about how knitting has been used in various uh, wars and conflicts and whatnot as basically as code to pass along messages and uh, information uh, kind of under the nose of the enemy. It's very, it's incredibly interesting. Um, there's a lot of neat pictures and stuff in here too. Um, where was it? So when knitters used... When knitters used knitting to encode messages, the message was a form of st- steganography. I thought it was, I always thought it was stenography, but that's just the court thing, huh? So steganography is something different. A way to hide a message physically, which includes, for example, hiding Morse code somewhere on a postcard or digitally, digitally disguising one image within another. If the message must be low-tech, knitting is great for this. Every knitted garment is made of different combinations of just two stitches, a knit stitch, which is which is smooth like a V, and a purl stitch, which looks like a horizontal line or a little bump. So for anybody listening to this, probably knows what knits and purls are. But by making a specific combination of knits and purls in a predetermined pattern, spies could pass on a custom piece of fabric and read the secret message buried in the innocent warmth of a scarf or hat. Uh... What's some good ones here? So this woman, so Phyllis Latour Doyle, sounds super hardcore and intense, but she was a, a secret agent for Britain during World War II. She spent the war years sneaking information to the British using knitting as a cover. She parachuted into occupied Normandy in 1944 and rode stashed bicycles to troops chatting with German soldiers under the pretense of being helpful. Then she would return to her knitting kit in which she hid a silk yarn ready to be filled with the secret knotted messages, which she would translate using Morse code equipment. She says, I always carried knitting knitting because my codes were on a piece of silk. I had about 2,000 I could use. When I used a code, I would just pinprick it into in... in Pinprick it to indicate it had gone. I wrapped the piece of silk around a knitting needle and put it in a flat shoelace, which I used to tie my hair up. Mm-hmm. And this is something she said in 2009. So this is a woman who was uh, doing this stuff in, in World War II and still around in 2009 telling her story. And this, this is stuff, this is amazing, stuff that I had never heard before. And I'm guessing a lot of people uh, hadn't as well, but just, just story after story mm. about, ah, mm. uh, what? When the German authorities carefully unraveled such a sweater, the story went, they found the wool thread dotted with many knots by marking a vertical doorframe with the letters of the alphabet spaced it inch apart. The knots could be deciphered as words by measuring the yarn along this alphabet and marking which letters the knots touched. Yeah. So, so they would put it in there and then, yeah. And there are questions to as to the validity of some of these stories, but in general, yeah, some pretty... There has to be some truth to it. Crazy stuff. And again, it's showing some uh, World War I uh, injured soldiers are knitting in their beds. And this is something that's very interesting interesting to me is some of this propaganda stuff that came out of World War One, World War Two, and in various wars. Uh, but the Amer- American Red Cross uh, poster, Our Boys Need Socks, Knit Your Bit. And it's got the American Red Cross with a basket of, of yarn and a couple of knitting needles stuck out of it. And I'll tell you, the, the socks, it's kind of like the white socks kind of thing. I always hate it when people like abbreviate and make weird... Uh, based how do you like respelling based on the phonetic sound of of how a word sounds like sox like this one is i thought that was kind of a new or like modern type thing but this is world war one so that goes back a long long time that's not new or modern it's not a long long time world war one is only the 1930s something like that but it's very very interesting story so thank you jennifer my sister for sending this along very cool story yes thank you so steganography yeah. is the practice of concealing a file message image or video within another file message image or video. Okay. The word steganography comes from the Greek words steganos, meaning covered, concealed, or protected, and graphene, meaning writing. Hmm. So it is quite different than stenography, whereas they're not trying Much to hide different. anything. So it's a stegosaurus. You're protected and covered by your big plates along the, your back and your tail. I guarantee that's where that comes from. Interesting. Steganography. 
So I think that's probably going to be it for episode number 92. What do you think? I think so. Think so? I think so. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. If you would like to follow Elisa on all of her interesting journeys between uh, episodes of the podcast, you can go to elisatheyarnista.com and find all the, her blog posts and recipes and various things there. I'm a blog you, post failure. Well, you're, you're I'm, busy. I'm, I'm busy. But you can also find uh, in the upper right hall of the uh, social media type things, Ravelry and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff up there. And um, I've been posting on Instagram lately, so a lot of Instagram some good stuff there. Yeah, you can you can see all the the foods and whatnot. Uh, you can also go to actually send us an email podcast at elisatheardista.com if you'd like to participate in the program. Send us an email, ask a question, make a statement, send some Canadian canoes. Say hello. Say hello. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash Lisa the Arnista and for $5 per month you can get uh, the video version of the podcast including the live streaming which we are doing right now. You can watch us as we live stream and, and record, the pro- record the program as it's happening and you can also see the uh, Canadian Canoes like that as we're recording which is probably something I'll continue doing because it's fun. Um, it's like magic. It is like magic. I'll probably continue hiding my face behind it too. Because that's funny. That's funny. It's also like magic in a way. But again, five five dollars per month. Uh, you can support us there. And if you can't do the five dollars per month, if you just want to do a dollar or whatever, you know, feel free to, to stop by there. And it's a good way to kind of help us out financially. Um, I can't think of anything else. Is there anything else? No. I think that's the Thank end you. of episode number ninety-two. Yeah. Cool. So thank you everybody for stopping by. Thank you for listening. Uh, and we'll we'll see y'all in a week. Cheers. Emerson Codd did not like to knit in public, but he often left the house with the needles in his pocket should the opportunity to rib stitch a ski cap present itself. 